The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Greetings, dear stars. Welcome. This is Sharita Star. It's the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Thank you for being here. And good day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you're listening from in the world to the Sharita Star and Power Hour, it's time once again to never compromise living consciously, dear stars. PSA announcement. For this episode before we begin today, which I want to make it perfectly clear that the very point of it is not to be telling you what to think. It is giving you a perspective from someone with actual personal experience to take in as you further draw your own conclusions and after conscious consideration pause, and seeking to understand by doing the proper research. And may we all give equal respect for those who have served our nation and continue to bravely do so to keep your freedom intact, especially as an American. Thank you, dear stars. And welcome to episode 18 on the 5th of 2023, Accepting Accountability in America, with special guest, Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Murray. Last episode and our fourth for 2023 was honoring grief and preparing for the Zodiac New Year. And I could not think of a better special guest to introduce you to than a person I have uh, been, I feel ever so grateful that I came across in my need to understand. <laughs> need to understand what is going on in our world, in, in our country here in America, and what how to discern the information that 
we are obviously so confused by. I don't know about you, but I'm constantly, you know, going, hmm, is that real? Is that not real? So when I was doing all of my, you know, little research, my little deeper diving, whatever you'd like to call it in this day and age, I came across Lieutenant Stephen, Lieutenant Colonel, excuse me, Steve Murray is an information warfare officer and a cyber cyber defense battalion commander. He has a show that he does on Spotify, a podcast, um, How the West Was Lost. And I started to listen to him uh, earlier in 2022, and, and I just was so taken by his analysis and what I kept hearing him say and how he truly understood from his, you know, military expertise and just what his career path has led him on and just different stories he shared and, and real life experiences. And I just was blown away. And so I got kind of got like kind of hooked into to, to listening all the time. And so finally, um, I decided to reach out to him uh, later on last year, and we kind of developed a, a bit of a um, camaraderie and a friendship. And um, so I said, hey, would you love to do a podcast with me? Because I think my audience would really benefit from what you understand. And nothing out of fear and nothing out of you know, hey, this is gloom and doom, and this is all, you know, never going to end, or we're never going to have the truth come out. Um, he has such a practical, grounded, and it's just, it's so logical when you hear him talk. So I am not going to do any more talking myself. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Murray, welcome to the show. It's such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. And as always, thank you, for your service. So it's good to be here. I I, uh, I appreciate you making the time to do this today. And, uh, you know, it's funny as you were doing the intro, I'm thinking, boy, that information warfare officer is a mouthful to say, isn't it? It's not, <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> I practiced that. I tried anyway. <laughs> you know, I practice it every day and I still can't say it. So you're, you're way ahead of me, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, the, the funny part of what you're saying uh, in the intro is, it, that, that's kind of the way we met is a mutual thing, right? And I think everything happens for a reason anyway. And when you, you had posted some stuff in my Telegram channel that I, you know, I don't have any domain experience with what you do. And I reached out to you and, and basically was like, hey, can you chimp this down for me and, <laughs> and explain it to a chimp? Because I don't have any domain experience. I don't even understand most of what you're saying. So use simple terms and speak really slowly so I can get it. And from there, our, you know, our, the chemistry just kind of, kind of took over and here we are. Right. So, and here we are. It's awesome yeah. to be here. Well, it's awesome to have you. And, um, you just, I, 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 we could, you know, pick any of these, you know, ongoing current topics. Um, you know, we are obviously uh, having to pre-record this to be airing in early March. So Lord knows, uh, being it's late February as we're doing this, um, what could happen between now and then, but I guess, you know, um, you know, just uh, talk about how you understand how to discern information that we are, you know, getting from, I mean, I think most people nowadays, they understand there is, 
they're questioning everything they're seeing on mainstream media and they don't believe it. But then we still have probably some people who actually think it could be true. So how do you sort through all that first and foremost? Well, it's, uh, there's two parts to that. Actually, there's three parts to that. So let me, let me give you some, uh, some background so that when I say some things that will resonate better than me just saying it, the, the first part is everything you see in the mainstream media is a construct of the intelligence agencies, the, the elite, as well as it's a fine oiled machine. It's an information warfare tool that's been used against the public for six generations and people mm-hmm. look at it and, and, all of this starts back in school. doesn't matter what generation you were in. You were groomed from early on, from second grade all the way through uh, master's or PhD. Trust authority. Trust your politicians. Trust the firefighters. Trust police. Trust your doctor. Don't second guess things. Get along to go along, right? It was, it was indoctrination throughout school. Most people don't realize that they're, they've gone through that indoctrination and The other piece of our society that people don't really pay attention to is the fact that there's a reason why they call television programming. It's it's a very well-oiled machine to program you to accept specific narratives, specific thoughts, specific talking points. And the reason that I look at it so differently is in Iraq and partially in Afghanistan, Again, it all bases on technology within the region that you're trying to influence. I did influencing operations um, across Iraq and several things to try and influence the Iraqi public. First, we wanted to influence them that we were liberators. We weren't occupiers. We wanted to we wanted to convince them that a democratic system and a republic based on a republic was uh, far more effective as a governing body than using their tried and true method of dictatorship. And you're talking about, it's almost like you're saying look sexy to somebody because nobody knows really what that means. What does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And when you tell the Iraqis you're free, they have no idea or context. So part of my job was to push narratives across all the spectrums of media to influence the population, to accept us as um, as liberators in an occupying force, but more importantly, to influence them to adopt and accept a new form of government with a new form of uh, public ownership as well as public participation. And it, it takes influence operations take generations to really be effective. And mm. you can look at you can look at our spectrum of information, right? You have social media. Well, you have legacy social media, you have new social media, you have legacy television, you have cable syndication, you have satellite television, you have radio, and you have on-demand podcasts, music, et cetera, through on-demand services. And understanding how to influence your audience is all based on understanding how they consume information, how they process information. And which platforms are, quote unquote, the most sticky, meaning which platforms do people frequent and use the most? And Mm -hmm. then understanding the demographics that are attached to that, you can influence the population through ad campaigns, through predictive programming, through um, direct programming, meaning here's a case in point. 
So there's a new there's a new series that's on HBO Max called The Last of Us. It's based off a game, uh, a video game that was primarily. Yes, I've heard I've heard of this one. Yeah, I've I I don't watch any of this stuff, but yeah, I've heard of its popularity. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. So like like The Mandalorian and others that are on specific um, platforms. Right. This is on a specific platform. It's targeted at a very specific demographic. And that demographic is the 18 to 35. And they're trying to influence that population, that communism is the only way to go. And that communism works in the right environments. And that capitalism is evil. And all of our, you know, tenants, the Judeo-Christian work ethic are evil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And basically what they're trying to influence the population is into is believing that Christianity is bad and that Marxism is good. And it's very subtle how they do it. But there's the way you do that is you you lace the TV show, you lace the, the podcast with all these themes and messages and specific talking points. Like one of the specific talking points that people see across all of media right now is that um, communism was done the wrong way. The reason why it failed in Russia, it's failing in China is because it was done the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That, that is a Marxist, right out of the Marxist doctrine. It is literally, and if if you know anything about Marx, you realize he was a deconstructionist. He wanted to destroy. He did not want to build. He was not a builder. He was a, he, he was a deconstructionist. And if you look at what they're doing across all of our, uh, across the country and across the planet, because this is planetary, this is not just here in the u.s exactly but it's the first time this has ever happened here in the u.s well it's not the first time it's ever happened here it's the first time it they were able to infiltrate at the highest levels to be able to perpetrate this and bring in more marxists into key positions in order to perpetrate this at a wider level this was this was this was done over generations and when you when you look at the uh, the way that they did it, they did it. Very, it was very similar to the way the Nazis did it uh, prior to World War II, and they took over in um, in the 30s. They they infiltrated the government in very key positions, and then started to expand out from there. And by the time Hitler came to power, there was enough key people in those positions to where he could just flip the switch and everything fell into place mm-hmm. they're trying to do the same thing in the u.s right now they've yeah. put, they've put maoists in in key positions and this started under uh george w bush it didn't start under obama obama was the manchurian candidate he is a card-carrying marxist that was a cia asset that was put into office everything about him is a lie every bit of his history is a lie and there's there's mounting evidence now that he never went to Harvard. He was never on campus. It was just a facade. And mm-hmm. that is a perfect example of an information operations campaign or a psychological operations campaign that was perpetrated against the government and or perpetrated against the American people. The the way they do it is it's very subtle, right? Most people don't even realize when they watch the news that they're being programmed. But here's the litany test. When you go watch the news, change the channel and 
Look at the stories that they're playing on each channel. I guarantee you, if you go five minutes into a newscast and turn the channel, every station is going to be saying the exact same thing mm -hmm. at the exact same time using the exact same language. Why? Because it's pushed down from the national level. Yes. All of these themes and messages are pushed down from NBC corporate, ABC corporate, but it's even higher than that. This goes all the way up to you know, the Central Intelligence Agency. And Sure. And, and I've seen that footage where they've taken, like just here in America, but then they, I've seen it where they've connected it to the, you know, all the, any country you're getting, you know, like kind of a major news from in a, in a network, like, you know, whoever, whatever it is in that country. But here in America, they'll, they'll take, you know, they just start, it's like a thing. And then all of a sudden you've got like a hundred different screens and it is, it's a title, it's a total script and they're all, I mean, they, I don't know, they didn't make that up. See, this is where like, I felt bringing you into this, um, even though, yeah, I'm an astrology and a planets person here, but you know, for really people to have this, you know, a different perspective of context, because I'm always talking about things in this country are getting a little hairy, things are getting a little wiry or a lot wiry. And, um, you know, we need to be prepared for things. Um, but what better way to bring another perspective in that understands these cycles, but you're just doing it on your level of doing it. And boy, do you get the depth of this. So when people want to accuse people of being quote unquote, a conspiracy theorist, you know, it's like, yeah, well, you know what? That's not a conspiracy. <laughs> the news doing everything at the same time and multiple, you know, that whole domino effect all the way down is not a conspiracy theory. That's, that's the God honest truth about what media does in this country. Well, they've under Barack Obama, he, um, part of the defense authorization act for, I think it was 2010 or 11. They basically allowed, um, organizations, um, news organizations to um, publish propaganda. I mean, that, that's the gist of it. Essentially, they mm -hmm. don't have to cite sources and they don't have to be responsible for sourcing. And it's like unlimited indemnity for all of the pharmaceuticals. Most people don't realize the pharmaceutical industry was given unlimited indemnity back in 1989. And since 1989, our country, as well as other countries across the planet, have seen an exponential explosion of long-term health issues with mm -hmm. people that were vaccinated very young. I have a, I have a kid. My oldest has long-term health issues from vaccinations that were given to her in 19, uh, 1993. So everything yes, you is, see is a this construct. Is a whole, yeah, and, and that's a whole, you know, again, people could say oh well that's a whatever conspiracy and i'm like you but if i i do invite people to take if this may or may not resonate with you or it doesn't sit well with you maybe you're a little uncomfortable hearing what this conversation is about i do invite you to take and and stop stop the podcast take notes and go research what is being said here so that you're not believe so that you're not going oh that's just this this is just complete, you know, utter, you know, this is just a conspiracy they're, they're supporting now, because that's the whole point of inviting uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Murray on the show is so that you can get another perspective of 
why these things are happening right now and that it isn't what the one side of things is constantly telling you don't look over here because that's not true and there's two ways to look at everything and if we do that right now especially here in america but anywhere you are in the world you're gonna get a better perspective you always have to look at both sides of everything to understand context otherwise you're you're missing out you have to see what the other side is doing but in a way that you're not being told what the other side is doing if that makes sense so yeah i'm gonna let you keep going but um the best thing i think you know audiences also need to understand is you have this lovely expression that i've also adapted in certain ways and and i utilize it frequently is understanding what is signal versus noise right And so in the intelligence world, you, you, you constantly have these conversations where you're sifting through disparate pieces of information and especially in signals intelligence, because signals intelligence doesn't give you a complete picture, right? You can never capture all of the signal. You can never break all of the, all of the chain. So you're always, you're always left with fragments. So Mm -hmm. you, you have to discern is this is this actual actionable intelligence aka signal or is this noise and distraction and there's a lot of times that you'll see especially in the mainstream media that you're just seeing noise and here's a case in point the mainstream media wants you to believe that ukraine is winning they want you to believe that the war in ukraine is being prosecuted by the ukrainians in a very expeditious manner none of that is true because the Ukrainians have not been able to move in a unit size formation since last February. And several things happened right, right from the get-go. And let me be very transparent. When I was asked about Ukraine last February, I did not see it coming. Several of my friends who are, you know, other colonels said, yeah, he's going in in the next week. And I'm like, I think this is just posturing. I completely missed all the signal that he was going to move into Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Since then, the Ukrainians, when they started the conflict, had 2,100 or 2,200 tanks. They have zero. They had field artillery, meaning they had mobile artillery. They had towed artillery. All of that's gone. They had aircraft. Aircraft are gone. They don't have the ability to move in echelon formations, meaning battalion-sized formations. And on on a, a scale the size of Ukraine, the the only way you can move is in a battalion or greater size element because you're talking about a vast landmass of rolling hills that mm. literally extends for miles. And if you watch any of the footage from, you know, there's there's a, uh, a channel on Telegram called Intelislav, and the, routinely he's posted MOD videos, he's posting videos from soldiers of the actual battlefield conditions. And literally after the first three days of the war, the Ukrainians were literally down to using uh, private vehicles to move around the battlefield because every time they moved in a military vehicle, there was a drone or there was a there's an aircraft or there was artillery on their heads as soon as they started moving. And the thing that this war has has proven that you don't see in the mainstream media is that the, the use of drones 
and information has grown exponentially. And there's nothing that both sides are saying that's 100% accurate. And why all this is important is that one of the things that I talk about on a regular basis is discernment. You mm-hmm. have to be able to, to discern the source that you're looking at. Yep. And there's no one source of information. That's the problem with all of the information spectrum right now. There's no source of truth. Not, there's not one source of truth out there that hasn't been either co-opted, tainted, or disrupted by the other side. And remember, mm-hmm. this is a machine that we're, work, that we're working against. This has been cre- this was created after World War II. It was created by Alan Dulles and George W. George H. W. Bush was one of his apprentices and was ran the CIA. And this is not conspiracy. This is exactly. this is a fact. Dulles sat in Switzerland during the war. He was the only U.S. senior official in the intelligence community to work almost directly with the Germans in World War II. He had direct contact with German leadership throughout the war. And he was he was the SAS commander, or sorry, the uh, OSS commander for the entire country. And why that's significant is that it's that's yet another story that people have been told over the years was true that he was in the US the entire war. No, he was in Switzerland the entire war. And mm-hmm. after the war, he turned all of the German Gestapo as well as the German police into the, the GSS in Germany after World War II. So the Nazis never really went away. They just were absorbed into us. And he's also the guy that came up with Operation Paperclip. So that you can start to see, and the reason why I'm bringing up these specific operations is that these were information operations that were perpetrated against the US, uh, the US citizens after World War II to change the language and change the narrative around repatriating Nazi scientists, Nazi leadership, and Nazi party members that were beneficial to the U.S. defense industrial complex. And look at how people even reference Operation Paperclip. The talking points are, we just brought the German scientists. No, we did not. We brought scientists, political leaders, businessmen, if there was any use for any of those any of those Nazi leaders after World War II, we brought them under paperclip. But we sold the public, and the public was sold on the fact that we just brought Nazi scientists to do rocket technology and aircraft technology. That's what the public was sold. We brought people that were incredibly adept at propaganda, incredibly adept at information warfare, in fact, most of the doctrine that most of the world's intelligence agencies use for information warfare was developed by Joseph Goebbels in the 30s and 40s. That should tell you that the doctrine hasn't changed all that much in all those years. But nobody talks about that aspect of it because it's too taboo to talk about because, you know, the Nazis created that. Yes, they did. And where I'm going with this is that everything you're seeing in the in the public spectrum and the mainstream media is right out of communist doctrine. Every show, every newscast, every sitcom, every movie is laced with communist manifestos, communist communist doctrine, communist ideology, communist lines. And it's all under the guise of this uh, 
LGBTQ and this trans agenda. Mm-hmm. And here's how it shows up. It shows up. So the, the, the left uses, and it's not just the left, because this isn't the left doing this. This is exactly China doing this. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the differentiation is again, yep. we, we talked about this before the show. So now's a good time to go into this. The way the communist, the, the communist uh, manifesto works is you separate the community, you separate the nation, you separate the demographics into buckets. So you're a white male, you're a black male, you're a, you're a white female, you're a black female, you're, you're gay, you're trans, you're home, you're, you're homosexual, you're heterosexual. And the more buckets they can put you in, the more they can divide the public and turn the public against each other because of the, the different buckets. That's what you saw during COVID. The, the vaccinated and we're versus all no in different vaccine. buckets or they've attempted to put us in different bucket, buckets. Well, they, they did and they were highly effective. COVID was a highly yeah, effective. Yeah, at this point, I think it's been highly effective. It was. It was highly effective. Look at how many people are still wearing masks. Look yeah, at how yeah. many people are deathly afraid of getting COVID, even though they've been they've been vaccinated, they've been boosted, and they've got the Omicron shot. How many people do you watch that are completely afraid of the boogeyman of COVID? Which, Absolutely. Which I guess doesn't exist. They've yeah. never isolated the virus. There's. This is the part about the whole story that people and what kills me is when you put this information out there and there's a variety of sources. Now, even Pfizer's own documentation shows that they were working on a vaccine in 2015. There was several attempts to get patents on these vaccines all the way back to 2004. This was not a pandemic. It was a staged event to get people to sign up for the social scoring system, to sign up for vaccine passports, and to sign up for the central bank digital currency. That is not fiction. The World Economic Forum literally said all of this not even two months ago. Literally. It's all public knowledge at this point if you're knowing where to look for it, you know? I mean. There's a lot of people that literally don't know where to look. And well, that is true, too. And if they are, you know, and that was why I, again, in it is a strong need of mine, you know, again, and not to step on people's toes and insult them or 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 offend them in any way. But you are like a encyclopedia of information, every sit rep I've ever listened to. And um I just was like, you know, it's time. The the time is now that people need to be more aware than they've ever been aware, uh, you know, ever before. If if, if you're going to turn your head around in this entire situation and, you know, when you were talking about how, like, you know, they they condition, you know, they're setting all this up. I have a, a a very good friend of mine. I've, we've been friends for a good couple of decades and, and they're Romanian and they're now an American citizen. And they grew up when they were in high, go, you know, going through high school when this same exact thing was going on in Romania. So they're here now in America and they're going, this is to, to the book of, of what happened back in the 80s over there you know the same thing happened in well, the their cultural country. revolution side of this is and and here's here's the problem is that even Barack, and Barack Obama is he represents everything i absolutely hate in the elite 
in one guy because everything about him is a lie, everything. And he is, he was raised as a Marxist. He is operates as a Marxist. He talks like a Marxist. And one of the things that he said over and over is if you want a color revolution, then you flood the system with raw sewage, which means you flood the system with noise and Mm -hmm. that noise drowns out the signal. The problem that most people in our country have right now is they don't know where to look to get reliable information that is based on fact, right? So there's several places that I go for factual information, one of which is the Washington Pundit. They back up everything with their sources. Project Veritas was just taken down by probably by Pfizer because they are too successful and they outed Pfizer. But Project Veritas. Right, and that was on that. Yes, that was going around there. What was that? A good couple of weeks. Well, at the time we were recording this, that was going on maybe a month. At the time when you hear this on the air, it was maybe about a month or so ago. Yeah, they had caught the guy talking about, well, hey, we were just, yeah, playing around to see what we could do. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. The um but the bigger picture here is that um prior to two thousand and and one, prior to the Patriot Act, this our and this goes back to the nineties, the Clintons were the first ones to set conditions for communist ideology to be instilled in our schools, in our public sector, and in our uh, all of our institutions. I can tell you that as of today, every institution in our society has been corrupted by communist doctrine, and it's been corrupted by communist manifesto. Almost everybody in key positions in Washington, D.C. now are card-carrying Maoists. That's what, that's literally what Trump was fighting for the four years he was in office. And look, Trump was surrounded by complete morons. Everybody around him was was a swamp creature or some kind of a, a, a you know douchebag businessman. Look at Steve Mnuchin. Where did he go? He just mm-hmm. vanished after January 6th. And, and, well, and it's interesting what you're saying about Trump because th- there was an article I, I wrote, and this was prior to him getting elected, um, and I, 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 I titled it, it's Why Donald Trump Riles America. So it's in that, an analysis, which is what something astrology can do. Yeah, I took the, the chart of the nation and then I put him on top of it. So you basically, you lay two people's charts on top of each other. You know, it's kind of cozy, but, <laughs> and you can tell why, you know, it's how all the planets end up, you know, chit-chatting between the, the two different charts. And so he has one aspect is that he, he triggers the emotions of this country and he, he, he is like he gets this country to take action. And whether you liked Donald Trump or you hated Donald Trump, wherever you stand on the Donald Trump story, the other thing that um, his numerology will support is he trusted the wrong people because he's born to the 14th of June. And that number has a very, very specific warning of watch who you pair up with because they're going to turn around 
and they won't be who they who you think they are. So he would have been better off vetting <laughs> who he hung out with. And we, we you've got another one that I, I'm very curious to see what we're going to watch with that one. But uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida is another 14. He's 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 born in uh, September and he has the same issue. He's trusted the wrong people somehow. So we're going to see how that turns out later on, I'm sure. But um, back DeSantis to is a controlled asset. That's what I, I think he is. Too. From what I researched, uh, it looks like, unfortunately, he's not how he appears either. But uh, we shall see. Um, there's what always the, there's way more surprises coming in the American in the American tale this year. <laughs> well, one thing that I want to focus people on is there's. One thing I routinely get a lot of questions about is, well, I actually get three specific questions. One, where do I go for good information? Number two, what should I be doing right now? And number yeah, three, and I want to, I want to uh, pull that in. Absolutely. Like how people can be prepared in these times. Um, you know, you also, people have heard me say uh, the expression that you utilize very, very often is your line of sight your sphere of influence and, you know, having things like a bug out bag, for example, prepared for emergencies, et cetera. So again, off, off and running, I'll let you go. <laughs> well, the, the first thing is where do you go for good information? And there's, there's a host of sub stacks that, that not only publish information that's based on fact, it's they publish information they can back up in a court of law and, that you can find most of these substacks through revolver.news. You can get it that, you know, Populist Press has a lot of good uh, articles. Zero Hedge still has a lot of good articles. Citizens Free Press still has a lot of good articles. Uh, the Washington Pundit, I know everybody over there, and they do yeoman's work to validate sources. And I don't think Project Veritas is over yet. We'll see how that develops. Yeah, I think but, that's a pickup, but I, th I think that'll get straightened out as well. Yeah. But here's the thing. What I'm, what I'm driving towards and what I tell people on a regular basis is find two to three sources of information that you know are factual that can back it up with sources. The problem with it, mm -hmm. and here's a perfect example of how people get duped. Camilla Harris has put on, paraded onto TV. She's given a script and her script says... Russia has committed war crimes. She never mentions what those war crimes are. She never backs up any of those claims with any facts. There was no photos. There was no, there mm -hmm. was no dialogue. There was no evidence provided to the press. It was just these bold inflammatory statements. Yeah. If you go I and notice that as well, I'm like, where's the proof? <laughs> so and why that's important is that in the case of Russia, when Russia, and I don't trust Putin any farther than I can throw him. He's, he is a he's a communist. He came out of the communist system. He but he believes in Mother Russia, and people don't realize that 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 means something to Putin. Yeah. And just like we love our country, exactly. the Russians love their country as well. And they may not like Putin, but they love their country, and Putin does love his country. He does believe in Mother Russia. He wants to see a resurgence of of the Russian satellites and the Russian. Uh, federation, but he wants that in a, in a format that it currently is based on a capitalist model. And why the, all of that's important is that when he showed up to the UN talking about the biolabs, he didn't just show up and make a bunch of claims. He had the goods. 
when the when the conflict kicked off in February of last year, he sent an entire brigade after Chernobyl. Why would you send a brigade into a radiation zone unless there was something of high military value there or a high value target? He clearly had an agenda there. Well, what he did was he he went into the bio labs that he knew were closest to the Russian border and he grabbed as much information as he possibly could, sifted through it, took him months to sift through it, and then he presented all of that data as well as the business relationships, the elite leadership relationships, the all of the plans that came out of there, as well as all of the biological agents that they were working on and dropped all that documentation on the UN, knowing full well that the UN was not going to action it. But the point was, he was doubling down on the fact that why he was doing a special military operation was because these labs were an existential threat to the Russian people. And he moved into the the ethnic Russian areas. Now, does that make everything he's doing legitimate? No, but the point is he backed up everything and every claim he made with documentation that he seized from the biolabs. And I can tell you from people I know that are still inside the system that I talked to when all this started, the, the administration, the State Department, the CDC, as well as the Defense Threat Reduction Agency were literally in panic mode the first two weeks of the conflict because they were losing labs at a rate that they couldn't destroy the evidence fast enough. Mm-hmm. And th- why that's significant is that we signed treaties after World War II that we were not going to do biological, chemical research on human beings. And this entire COVID narrative with these vaccines is a is our human experimentation. Literally, the, the FDA has never approved that vaccine as safe. They've never approved it as as for for general um, general general use because it, they they couldn't one they couldn't guarantee that it was safe, and number two they couldn't guarantee that it wasn't you know the side effects weren't monumental. And now that Pfizer's released seventy thousand pages that show not only did they know that these vaccines weren't effective. They knew that these vaccines called, caused massive side effects, one of which is myocarditis and pericarditis. That yeah. is significant because in the, in the past, the FDA would have never allowed that to be not only used, but it would never have been certified. So what did, what did Pfizer do when the FDA wouldn't approve it? They replaced every single voting member in the FDA board with people that were favorable to them. And now look at where that's at. That is classic information warfare and a psychological operation because they wanted, and and by the way, just so we're all perfectly clear on just how much reach Pfizer has and the big pharma has, every major television show, every newscast is sponsored by Pfizer. They have their tentacles. And just look at the Grammys that were not, you know, that were last month. Well, that's that's a whole different set right of there. I mean, it was like the first one you saw. I didn't watch it either, but I, I did see recaps of the commercial lines. <laughs> so. Right, and the, the but where I'm going with this is that the the litany test. If you think I'm crazy, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out to Netflix. I want you to go out to Amazon. I want you to go out to Hulu, and I want you to look just through the titles of what pops up when you browse just the first homepage in Netflix. I want you to look and tell me how many dark Luciferian titles you see just on the first page. And then I want you to tell me that there's not a, there's not an influencing operation to get you to accept pedophilia 
to to get you to accept Satan worshiping, to get you to accept cannibalism. It's all right there in front of you. That is influencing operations 101. What you watch, what you listen to, and what you see for news is how they influence you. And they do it every single day, and they do it very subtly. And here's here's another example. On Netflix, there's there's a TV show. It's a series called Satan. The whole premise of the series is that Satan's really a good guy and that God's a bumbling idiot. And Satan has to protect God because God's such a bumbling idiot. And he's really the one that's out there trying to get rid of all the bad guys. That's that's the programming that your kids are seeing every single day in TikTok, that your kids are seeing in Instagram, in Snapchat, yeah. and all the other platforms that yeah. they use that you don't even realize. And here's another piece of this that you should realize. If you have kids, go and watch just how much time your kids spend in social media creating a persona that isn't real, that's based on what their their peers, what their entire culture is wrapped up in. And that is they create these online personas and manage these online personas that have nothing to do with reality. Yep. And they spend hours doing it. Just and they like, have no, they have no, uh, there's something else I want to circle back to, but, but, but um, until we finish this idea. Uh, but I find it amazing today to see children and ones who, you know, may not have parents that are obviously paying any attention. And uh, the, the sad thing is they have no context like we do, you know, and, and, and I'm just, I'm just marking our maturity because we've been here and we've lived without technology, <laughs> but these children, they have not, you know, what is it? Anybody uh, would be 30 and under have always had this, you know, ability to have this technology right in their, in the palm of their hand. Well, Which, you and I are technology immigrants, right? We, we, we are immigrants. Up, That's and right. Technology was being, <laughs> technology was being introduced and kids are, kids are born to it and they're, they're, they're immersed in it. So it's a different, their level of sophistication around it is different, but th- this brings me to the third point, which is fear of influence. The reason why I talk about line of sight and the sphere of influence and the reason why I've harped on it for the last two years is, and specifically in the last six to seven months, is that everything you see in media is a construct and you can't trust anything that you see digitally. Everything can be manipulated. Everything is manipulated. And with the the vast amount of artificial intelligence that's being used right now and the level of sophistication that AI has, you can't trust anything that's put in front of you because they can simulate voices. They can simulate your voice. They can simulate your, your body movements. They can simulate everything about you and generate that construct so real that it's a deep, that these deep fakes are so real now that people can't discern reality from, from, uh, fiction and absolutely that's why that, that's probably one of the most frightening things actually is the fact that and i i want to interject a, a lexagram to support what you're saying uh, tenfold is when you take the word americans just just take the word americans and uh, we could lexagram the country's name and, and and we could back it up in other ways but just the word americans spells in cinema crimes 
the way we spell out the truth. So those words are all in Americans in cinema crimes. So we're watching all of this weirdness. I mean, like you were just talking about with, with all the darkness that's presented to us to here's your options for entertainment. You know, I mean, equally, even before the Netflix really got crazy, how many crime shows alone were on just your options on the main networks, you know, over these years? So... You have to be so careful about what you think you're watching and what you think you're seeing. It it is amazing what well, is- I even look at these train derailments. Like there's there's literally a and then there's we a train have, derailment yes. literally almost every day now, and people are not asking the question. There's it's like it's like Bill Gates running around talking about pandemics, right? They're trying to predictively program you to accept another pandemic. If if you go back to our generation, right? we would look at that and say, that's statistically impossible. There is no statistics on this planet from the last two centuries that support multiple pandemics in the same decade. That is statistically impossible. Just like I don't believe in coincidence. There's no coincidence that all these trains are derailing in the Midwest, in in the farm belt. And oh, by the way, all of these different food production facilities that have burned in the last 12 to 15 months, you can't tell me that not all this is connected. They're Mm -hmm. literally trying to architect, and they, the elite in Europe, the Euro fags in Davos, and all of the other other child-molesting elite in Europe, as well as the child-molesting elite here in the U.S., are architecting a situation where they have control of the food. They've literally, Bill Gates has literally started an education and gave us Common Core. Then he moved to pharmaceuticals and he gave us the COVID vaccines and the vaccine passports. Now he's in food production and he's trying to destroy protein by making sure that we get the mRNA vaccines by putting it into the food chain, into the sources of protein that every country on this planet uses, which is meat, poultry, and pork. And people aren't even asking the question. And if you think I'm kidding, I want you to go look at how many children are being moved off the border every single night. They are moving five to 10,000 children from our borders every single night. And oh, by the way, the United Nations, with the help and funding of the U.S. government, is enticing people from Central, South, and all parts of the world, third world countries, and moving them to our border. And they're using CNN International, they're using ABC International, NBC International to put the message out to tell people to come to our borders. That is not coincidence. That is an influencing operation to bring people into our borders. And another fact that you might want to keep in mind is that most of the people coming across the border are children or military age males. They are literally setting conditions for chaos and the destruction of our country. And no one is lifting a finger or even asking the question. That's because they're paying attention to the noise. That's why I say line of sight, sphere of influence, because your sphere of influence, what that is, is it the trusted people you know around you that you can count on that have skill sets. Then you branch out and you start bringing people into your network that are trustworthy. They understand selfless service. They have a purpose higher than themselves. They are dedicated, not just to the constitution, but they have a Judeo-Christian work ethic. And they understand the concept of loyalty and commitment. 
That is a concept that has been bred out of the last three generations on purpose. Mm -hmm. And why that's so important is that when all of these systems break down, they're right now, there's, there's three things that are affecting the train situation and people aren't even paying attention to it. First of all, the derailments with toxic chemicals affect the food chain and the water supply. Correct. It also affects the logistical transport of goods and services across borders. If you have enough of these breakdowns and these train derailments, which take months, by the way, to clean up, to move, and to rebuild the infrastructure, if you have the steel track to replace the infrastructure, affects the movement of goods and services across the entire United States. It's not just one train derails in one place and it's a toxic spill. If it gets into the water supply, it's it's a, a massive disaster. And in this case, in the Ohio Valley, literally that train derailed right in the center of not just logistical movement, but a water table that affects 11 states. Yeah, I saw those pictures that there was just like, like you said, there's no coincidences like that just didn't magically have an accident. That was, I mean, I don't know, again, using discernment. (laughs) I don't know, my nose smells something fishy, you know. So what I've been since November 8th, I focused my entire uh, platform to do two things. Number one, to focus on resistance, resistance, the, resisting the tyranny that they're trying to, what they're trying to architect mm-hmm. is a similar situation to Sri Lanka where they take away and, and they degrade all of the, the, the systems we take for granted every single day to deliver food, to deliver fuel, to deliver water, to deliver electricity. And they want to destroy all of them and then ration out all of the things after that to get people to sign up for the social scoring system. The same social scoring system that Google helped create in China is the same social scoring system they want you to adopt, just like in Sri Lanka. And what happened in Sri Lanka? After the people rioted and burned down the palace and burned down the presidential the presidential home, they ran out of food. And what was the first thing the elite did? They rolled in food, they rolled in fuel, and oh, by the way, if you want either one of those, you have to have a barcode or you have to have uh, one of those uh, QR codes. That's exactly what they want to do here. None of this is by none of this is by mistake. This is all by design. So the best thing you can do right now is focus on your sphere of influence. Put down your phone. Walk away from your computer. Walk away from your TV and enhance your line of sight. Your line of sight is what you can see when you walk out your front door that you can go and touch that you know is real. People, things, places. Disconnect to connect, disconnect from technology and go connect with people that you care about because when all of the technology fails and all of this infrastructure falls apart, the only thing you're going to have is the people in front of you, the supplies you have on hand and the relationships you've built between now and then. That's why line of sight and sphere of influence are so important. Mm -hmm. And by the way, here's the other thing that people need to realize. What is coming is a planned event. This is not an unplanned set of circumstances that coincidentally happened all at the same time. They are architecting a collapse of the United States. And who has the most to gain? China. China wants to be us. They don't want to fight us. They want to be us. And all these military-age males that have been infiltrated in this country by our own government, the traitors in Washington, the Maoists that are running the show, 
Every single one of them is going to be used in some kind of a red dawn scenario. I guarantee you it's either going to create chaos, destroy infrastructure, or to disrupt any kind of organized movement against the federal government. That's what they're all being shipped in for. To back you up on that, I, you know, uh, people who know how I tie in these cycles and everything, we are in... Although this is a little bigger than what was going on in 1861, but, but, but we're, we're in very similar patterns in a different fashion of cycles that were happening in this country that were happening, all that led up to the, to the, to the kickoff point of the Civil War. Now, not only are we in a, is this a moment coming in America once again? But it's it is in, involving more of a global obviously like how you you're explaining hey they, they put all these people they kind of snuck them in the country while nobody's looking because they're looking over there when they should be looking over here um, there's a there's a lot of things in complete parallel to what was happening energetically cycle you know in the cycles in 1861 that is happening here in the now in 2023 and whether we even get into april without seeing this unraveling or is it going to be more towards you know the the latter part of the year but uh you know I, i don't think it's too far off however this truly comes in this moment of now well, it brings you back to this. This all brings you back to Ukraine. So, the the Ukrainian situation, as much as they want to obfuscate and lie to you and tell me that tell you that Russia's Russia's losing, Ukraine's winning, Putin's got 1.5 million troops that he's going to move into Ukraine and drive that to closure. He knows that there's no negotiated settlement there, and he doesn't have a choice. He's been backed into a corner again by design. Their arrogance, the arrogance of the elite in Europe and the arrogance of the elite in the U.S. is going to be their undoing. Because what's going to happen, this is the way I see it. I see things developing in three ways. Actually, I I see them developing in two ways. Number one, Putin drives into Ukraine within the next, I'm going to say, 48 to 72 hours, which, which puts us at the end of February, early March. He has to move within the next two weeks because there's 60,000 troops that are being trained by NATO on NATO weapons in NATO countries right now. They're going to be done with training by the end of March. We have three to four brigades of troops and equipment on the Polish border. And how much, how, how big is a brigade, just to give people that point? 5,000 troops. 5,000 troops. Roughly, roughly, a battalion is about 40 tanks. There's three battalions to a brigade. So you got about 120 tanks in each each armor brigade. You have about 120 Bradleys in each mechanized infantry brigade. And we used to operate with, uh, prior to Iraq, we used to operate what was called enhanced brigades. So the combat power in the army and uh, active duty forces, you have combined arms and reserve, or combined arms and support echelons all in active duty. The reserves were primarily support and logistics, and the the National Guard at the state level were combat arms. So the the Army in the 80s, after the whole uh, collapse of the Soviet Union, started to build these enhanced brigades because they were they were planning for two or three theater um, simultaneous conflicts. You know, and we're not talking about low intensity. We were planning for three to four concurrent high intensity conflicts 
throughout the world. That was our doctrine for years. And when we went into Iraq, we were flying, we were fighting low intensity conflicts for a long extended period of time. So we took a lot of that equipment, a lot of those E brigades, which was self-propelled artillery, mechanized infantry and armor. And we moved them into, into warm storage. And we left a bunch of it in, in the desert in Iraq and, and in Afghanistan. And we started moving toward these mobile forces, the striker units, which are wheeled vehicles, mobile units that are, you know, rapid reaction forces and reforming a lot of our uh, guard and reserve units from these enhanced brigades into cavalry brigades. So what we're seeing, what we've seen moved into um, Ukraine is most of the E-brigade equipment. And people don't realize that there's a lot of equipment there. Well, the whole point is they want the these new troops to drop on that equipment and use that on the battlefield, as well as our troops will deploy as well if necessary. So they are planning for a head-to-head confrontation with the Russians within the next several weeks. So we are going to see things develop rapidly in the next few weeks. Now, do I think that there's going to be a nuclear exchange? Potentially, but I don't, I don't see that on the horizon because our government is too stupid, but the Russians are too smart to allow nuclear weapons. Unless the Russians are losing and being pushed back to Moscow, I don't see that happening. They have, they have straight from the field to production capability where we don't have that. All they have to do is slow, slow down and attrit us to the point where we can't sustain the battle and move forward. And that's mm-hmm. only going to take a few weeks. Again, the, the, the area that you're, that they're fighting in, that terrain does not lend itself to a low intensity conflict. You're talking about the, just go look at Operation Barbarossa from World War II, and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. The Russians didn't just destroy the German army. They ran the German army out of logistics. They literally ran them to the edge of their supply lines and and bought used space for time, used, used distance for production capacity, and used that time to build their forces in the background and then overwhelmed the Germans with numbers. And they couldn't, literally, the Germans didn't have the production capacity to keep up with the Russians. And all of that happened within a span of two to three years. This conflict's not going to last that long. It's going to be two to three months, and then it's going to be done. And it's going to drive the collapse, the economic collapse of Europe. It's going to drive the economic collapse of the United States. And it's going to drive a whole host of low-intensity conflicts across the country. Mm -hmm. And... The, the, the regime and the communists, you know, communists are really good at infiltration, but they suck at complex operations and they suck at long-term operations, especially long-term military operations. The Chinese are hoping to create enough strife in all the buckets across our country to where they can basically just walk in and restructure the government as a communist government. It's not going to work because there's millions of patriots, there's millions of people and there's millions of citizens who still love this country and don't buy into the communist doctrine. Yeah, it's right. the opportunists that have been attaching themselves to all of this, guys like Bill Gates and others that are, they're going to be dealt with in, in a very short order. But it's going to be very painful between now and when we get back to where we should be. But yes, once, it's, a, it's once, a longer, it, it's a much longer road uh, to unwind all of this uh, than people think. Like I have been, you know, really trying to send that message home to people lately of, you know, this isn't a light switch. Um, 
And I think it was one of your, your last sit reps. You said it was just a, just a simple statement, but it was the God honest truth of, you know, war is a marathon, not a sprint. It is. And, and people don't realize it, right? They don't, they, our country's been conditioned to sit back and let somebody else fight the fight. And we, if you look at our history, we were exactly the same way at the start of World War II. We were completely anti-war, isolationist. We didn't want to fight a, a protracted conflict. We didn't want to be involved in the affairs of Europe. And, you know, you're going to see the NATO coalition fall apart after a week of conflict. That this, All this propaganda of this European resolve is nonsense. No mm. one on the planet has an appetite for prolonged conflict. We just got out of two 20-year wars. And the same guy that got us out of Afghanistan and left 80,000 Americans there on the ground, as well as you know loyal uh, uh, Afghan citizens that were working on, on the behalf of our government to establish a democratic government or a, a republic there, were all left by this regime. And you're telling me that they moved all these different units from our active duty force to Poland, they're going to fight a protracted conflict and these people are going to make the right decisions when it doesn't go their way. That's, that is absolute ludicrous. They are going to abandon troops on the battlefield and you're going to see, you're going to see some cultural aspects of our country that you've never seen before. And what the result of all this is going to be, there's going to be a lot of pain. Like I said, there's going to be, Mm -hmm. A lot of people that die, there's going to be a lot of people that suffer. But when this is over, we're going to have a better country. We're going to have a better Mm -hmm. constitution. We're going to go back to the 1871 constitution. We're going to have a, we're literally going to have four generations of Americans that are harder than nails that will never allow this to happen again. That's right. We will finally put the communist Chinese government in their place. We are going to march them back to Beijing, and then we are going to destroy that form of government forever. There will never be another communist regime on this on this planet when this is all said and done. And people yeah. do not realize that the source of everything you're seeing right now is the communist Chinese that are running out of Beijing under Xi Jinping. He is a Shanghai mafia guy. Every part of every part of his governance. Is about destroying everybody else on the planet. And that's what they've done. They did exactly what we did after night after World War II. They've run around the entire planet, soaking up all the natural resource rights and buying all the natural resource rights. If you think I'm kidding, go look up Chinese autonomous zones in Africa. It's a thing. It's real. They have a they have a strategic base. They bought an island 300 miles south of Pearl Harbor. They put an airfield on it. They have underground bases there. All you have to do to turn that into a strategic resource and restrict all of our movement in the Pacific and lines of communication is put about 12 dozen aircraft there, strategic bombers there. And guess what? You've just isolated Pearl Harbor from the rest of the Pacific. That's Mm -hmm. what the Chinese have been doing. And you notice how everything you see related to the Chinese has been a complete blackout except for the positive PR they want you to see. You got to ask the question, what are the Chinese doing right now? Yeah. So. Well, 
Lieutenant, sir, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel, sir, I, I think you've given everyone, all of our dear and grateful listeners, a lot to think about. And that's always my goal at the end of the day is that's a lot to think about. Um, well, let me, let digest, me take it in. Um, let me throw some positive on this. So everybody and, and, and we're going to have to wrap it up. And yeah, I let, 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 let's put a little little um, let's give them a little little happy. We got to get a little happy where this is truly going. Because we have to clean up the mess in order to, to get somewhere better. We all understand that part. And, but we're going to have you back on because you're, like I said, you're an encyclopedia of information and we're going to need your level of understanding. The depths of this is, is far different than, you know, the average person you can, um, you know, have an intelligent and, uh, with wise conversation with about what's truly going on. So give us uh, some closing words and then, and thank you everyone for hanging in there because uh, we have gone over the hour again, but that's okay. It's just more empowerment for you. <laughs> well, I, I want everybody to realize that there's no reason to be afraid because yes. in, in, exactly. in every, every point in our history, we're at a culmination point in history right now. And we're watching the end of a of a corrupt system that is similar to the Roman Empire before it collapsed. But what came out of the Roman Empire was modern day Europe uh, prior to World War One, which it, prior to World War One, Europe was a very functioning high tech society, just like after World War Two. The reason why we go through these period conflicts is because of the uncertainty, but more importantly, it's the old system trying to hang on to power when it's beyond their control. And this is one of those moments in our history where you don't realize it, but there are millions of people just like you that are not only working to right the ship, they've been working to right the ship and to expose all of the different frauds, criminality, and uh, human trafficking that's been going on. You're not alone. That's the thing. They want you to feel like you're alone and scared, but you're not. There mm -hmm. are millions of Americans just like you that are looking for answers, don't know where to look, and wondering if they're alone. You're not. I, trust me when I say this. I routinely hear from soldiers. I routinely hear from other officers every single day. And the first thing they say to me is, sir, thanks for your service. Thanks for being out front. Don't give up what you're doing. There's hundreds of thousands of people that are listening to you, whether you think so or not. And that's what I would say to you is don't be scared. There's millions of people and our strength has always been and always will be our community. That's our strength. That's who we are. That's what we are. Don't lose sight of that. And no matter how bad things get, no matter how much adversity they throw in front of you, remember that your sphere of influence is where you start to put not just correlation around you, but it's where you vet what you're seeing against other people that you know you can trust. And then you start to make decisions out of that. So don't be scared. The right thing's going to happen. It's just going to take fear. No fear. Fearless. And I, I, I'm going to let you uh, tell people where to find you and where you'd like them to go. And, and continue to gain your wisdom uh, uh, with all the avenues that you have. 
You can find me on, I'm on Spotify, Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Murray. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Murray. I'm on Rumble, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Murray. So just do a search for my name and you'll see me on Rumble, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'm on Samsung Podcasts and I'm on Telegram all under the same name. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to put uh, the, the the one direct link to find all the avenues, um, which will be the go-to link for this episode. And um, you always close your sit reps with... Um, well, first of all, before we go, thank you, as always, for your service. Um, it is a comfort in this time uh, to listen to you and to have that reassurance that, yes, no fear is how we're going to get through all of this. And um, there's there's something better on the other side of what all of this is is about right now. But you always end your sit wraps with an expression, and I'm going to leave it. I'm, I'm going to let you say that, and then we'll be done for today. But we're going to have you back. One team, one fight. God bless. As always, thank you so much for being here take another silent listen to the Shervita Star and Power Hour. Remember, as you have taken in today's episode, to give thanks to Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Murray for your freedom, especially if you have listened to this as an American, for his continued and dedicated service to serve our country. As we can spell out the truth from Stephen Murray, we can also trust, yes, Stephen sent as a very true Army Master USA Seer. Equally, it is our duty as well for accepting accountability in America to come together in the unity of community. Until next time, this is Shavita Star for the Shavita Star Empower Hour. Never compromise, living consciously. Namaste, dear stars. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, 
We'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.